You might well have heard me say in the past that every Christian needs to be prepared to pray, to preach, or to die. It's a phrase often attributed to John Wesley and quoted uh, a lot ever since. And what I've understood it to mean is that at any given moment, we might be called upon to say a prayer, even when, goodness gracious, the Book of Common Prayer is not to hand, and we have to find something to say within the resources of our own being. And uh, to preach is to give account of our faith, to talk about the hope that is within us, to to uh, to share the story of what we have experienced and the blessings of the gospel, to proclaim, in fact, uh, the good news. And the preparedness to die means to be ready to remember that and believe that death is not the worst thing in life, that breaking faith with the source of our life, breaking faith with the love that made us for love, that, that we should be prepared to face even the worst kind of circumstances, trusting in God's abundant care for us. Today our scriptures point us toward proclamation, preaching in particular, knowing that we promise to proclaim good news uh, whenever we participate in a baptism as we do today. It can feel quite daunting, but it's really as simple as telling the story of our faith. Sage testifies, and I, I share this with her permission, she testifies that after her father's untimely death, when he was only 53 years old, she wanted to be able to pray, but she couldn't find the resources within herself uh, or even within her Presbyterian tradition. But having been to an Episcopal school at the University of the South in Sewanee, Tennessee, she knew about the prayer book and she knew she could open it and find words to pray in the midst of her unspeakable grief. I've heard her tell this story numerous times, but the telling and the retelling is proclamation, giving account of faith at its most simple. Sage was testifying to a particular way in which she shared in the blessings of the gospel. Now today our scripture readings are pointing us toward what it means to proclaim, what it means to preach what it means to proclaim the faith that is in us. Isaiah, is, the great prophet Isaiah, is prophesying to exiles in Babylon, and they're complaining, and they're complaining, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right hand is disregarded by my God. They're saying, where is God when I need God? What, has God forgotten me? To which Yahweh responds, have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? See, faith, declares the prophet, begins with memory. And without remembering the story, the faith of any community can be shaken or even destroyed by crisis. Now, crisis takes many forms. It may, might not be exile, or that might feel like it. Crisis can be political, it can be economic, it can be constitutional. Crisis can sneak up on us like when we find ourselves lulled into complacency by, by life's comforts, or it can come to us like a glass of water in the, in the face when we receive an unwelcome, an, un, an unwelcome and unexpected medical diagnosis. And in times of crisis, we can often find ourselves experiencing what one theologian calls theological amnesia, the forgetting of what really matters, the regressing, to earlier times and reactions 
uh, and failing to remember what is fundamentally true, and so we are set free. So we often regress in the face of challenge. I can easily find myself moving into scarcity thinking, getting anxious, blaming others, and so on, instead of remembering that I am deeply loved by God, as are you. Isaiah knows the worry that Yahweh has forgotten the people. It's a kind of forgetting of Yahweh's steadfast love, Yahweh's fidelity to the covenant. Those who wait for the Lord, says the prophet, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. It's a clarion call to remember what matters, to trust God, trust in God's love, to take the long view and to discover anew how great is God's faithfulness. So when we say we must be prepared to preach or give account of our faith, proclaim our faith, we're saying we must be steeped in the story of what matters, such that the crises that come upon us in life do not lead to theological amnesia, do not lead to regression, sending us straight back into visceral reactions like fear, fear of not having enough, fear of being stuck, fear of being forgotten, fear of death. There were certainly times in my life when a few adverse circumstances could easily send me spiralling into a downward kind of mood that become, could become a full-fledged depression. But in recent years, I have found that I don't have to respond to crisis that way. I don't have to uh, go on a downward spiral. And I find that I'm able to trust God in life, even in the face of challenge. And I believe that this has come about because of constant years of spiritual practice, notably worship, turning toward what matters, remembering what's truly important, steeping myself in the story. In a reading appointed for today, but not read on this video, St. Paul wrestles with his own proclamation, saying that he becomes all things to all people in order to save some of them at least. This is one of those times when I find Paul a little difficult because I think he's verging on, on manipulation or deception in order to win people for Christ, in order to save them. Uh, I'm committed to the idea that we are not, it is not our job to save people, that is God's job. Our job is to bear witness. Our job is to proclaim the good news that we have received. Our job is to tell the story as we understand it. I'm committed to the notion that the God of that the job of saviour has, as I understand it, already been adequately filled. But Paul gets to a point that that is profound, even after he, he goes all his going round in circles and so on, he gets to a point where he says his proclamation is all for the sake of the gospel, so that I, I, Paul, may share in its blessings. That proclamation is part of what it takes to find ourselves able to share in the blessings of the gospel. That was what happens to Sage when she tells the story of how she was grieving after her father's death and where she found uh, help and strength. I began by saying that every Christian needs to be prepared to pray, preach or die. Not some Christians, every one of us needs to be ready for, for that is part of what it means to live out our faith. Our proclamation, as often as not, will be something that, that, something that occurs around a dinner table, perhaps, or, or uh, in conversation over coffee in post-COVID days with our, 
with our, with our workmates, but it amounts to the same thing, telling the story of what we have received so that we can testify to the good news and that we've begun to experience in our own lives. Jesus, of course, proclaimed in word and deed, healing and preaching, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. And when he found time to pray in the early hours of the day, his, his own sort of centering, his own remembering, when he found time to pray, his disciples came to seek him out. And it was as though in his prayer he remembered his purpose, remembered what mattered, and said, we must go on to the other villages, move throughout Galilee in order to proclaim the good news there, that the kingdom of God has drawn near, that something important has begun, something life-changing, something transformational, something beautiful, something good. Knowing that we have been that we have promised to proclaim good news when we participate in a baptism as we do today can feel quite daunting but it's really as simple as telling the story of our faith if we as we engage in spiritual practice over time as we share with others what what it means in our lives as followers of Jesus as we invite others to join us on the way then we're leaving fear behind we're preparing ourselves in heart and mind and soul to be able to pray, preach, to proclaim, and to die. I offer this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.